everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Identity is a funny thing. Who we are is a big deal. Much of our perceived reality is based on it. And so often what we do gets conflated with that. One of the first questions people ask each other when they're getting to know each other is, what do you do? Sometimes it's the very first question. Many of us want to be known by what we do, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Actions speak louder than words, after all, and again, what we do is important. But is what we do really who we are? Benjamin Edwards is a storyteller from Bend, Oregon. We sat down and had a chat online during a time when he was feeling pretty raw. I consider those times to be the best times to have a discussion, especially with a good man like Ben. He said a lot of things that rang true to me. Identity was one of several things that we broached. Join us for this one. There may be something here that resonates with you as well. Oh, and pardon my audio quality issues. In a nutshell, I tried something new while recording, and it didn't work out so well. I'm feeling raw. Let's let's do it. <laughs> That's if you're feeling raw, then I want to talk about why you're feeling raw. I right. I have no desire to to discuss sh- shooting, lighting, and posing when you're feeling raw. Sweet. I would much rather talk about why it is that you're feeling raw. And yes, I know that we're in a pandemic. And so I'm sure that has something to do with it. But if you could expand on that, I am all ears. Well, I think it was even happening before uh, the pandemic. So I I don't know if this has just kind of accelerated that or made it worse. Um, Maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. Please go on. Uh. I think for a while I've, I've been at a point where I don't even like to tell people I'm a photographer. It's something that, that'll come up in conversation. And I feel like nine times out of 10, the person I'm speaking with, uh, they say, Oh, I'm a photographer too. And I, I, I mean, I think that's great. I think that, uh, everybody should be, uh, documenting life. It's important. And we need to capture memories of our kids and our family and, and events. Uh, it's important. But I've gotten to a point where, um, you know, if my kids are with me, they're, they're always excited to say, oh, my dad's a photographer or my dad's a photographer too. And I just kind of like kind of shrink back and like, I don't want to get into this conversation. I'm almost, and this, this sounds crazy, I'm almost ashamed to say it. Um, and, and again, I don't know if that's because over the years, the, the last few years in particular, everyone is, is doing it. And so now I like to say, I'm a storyteller. And then that creates a little bit more of a conversation. It's not, a, oh, I do that too. It's, a, oh, well, what does that mean? And, and for me, that means um, I love filmmaking. And, you know, I still love taking and making uh, photographs. And I, I'd love to be a children's book author. So for me, it's this mm. much larger picture of telling a story with filmmaking. It's not just 
taking that singular image that we do with still photography, which is incredibly powerful and moving and emotive, but you're like amplifying that and you're, you're thinking, okay, how can I use music to help tell the story? How can I carefully and artistically cut this sequence so that it amplifies the story or, or the emotion and blending all of those things together, the color grade to tell something that's, that's emotive. Well, because you're more than just a photographer, right? You're, you're more than, than a photographer. Yeah. And it's, I guess for me, it's, do I ever want to get into that um, discussion? Do people really care when they say, Oh, what does it mean to be a storyteller? But yeah, I make, I mean, a large portion of our, of our monthly pie is, is uh, filmmaking is commercial video and, and filmmaking. And uh, I'm thankful for that because it's, it's something new every day. And it, for me, it's a natural progression uh, as a storyteller. And I think a lot of still photographers of the last three to five years have, have kind of found that, that similar space of how can I, how can I utilize this? Not just to make money, but it's as me for me as a creative, as a storyteller, I'm not getting bored anymore. You know, I've, I feel like I can walk into any room, any, you know, any situation and, and make an amazing image because of the time that I've spent learning lighting. But now there's this whole other thing, this whole other beast that I'm learning. I think, I think for me, it comes back to, the importance of always learning. Hmm. How much do you think you would have progressed into film and beyond if the barrier to entry to both photography and filmography hadn't been lowered so much in the last, because it's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? So this is what I hear you saying feel free to correct me, but I hear you saying, yeah, I get, you know, I don't even want to be associated with that term so much anymore because of what it means now in that the, the mystique of being a photographer no longer really exists in the same way that it used to. I, and this is me speaking too. So photographer used to be more associated with an artistry Mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in today's world the same way that it did 10, 15, certainly 20, 25 years and beyond ago. And so the barrier to entry to become a photographer has lowered so much because of technological advances. Right. But the barrier to become a filmographer has also lowered. And so you've been able to now also transition into that or add that to your repertoire of skills so to speak right yeah how much would that have happened had the technological advances not made it so both for you to want to expand out of photography and into filmography well is you would have stayed there yeah isn't that interesting the very thing that kind of rubs me wrong about <laughs> Still photography yeah. is the thing that, that enables me to, to do something and different. To some yeah. degree, sure. Right. right. And, and I think it, that's, that's the same. You know, I don't need to go out and take a second mortgage out of my house to buy a cinema camera to, to make money and tell stories and, and make a film. And yep. even, uh, you know, different workarounds. Like lately, I've really enjoyed the look and feel of anamorphic 
you know, filmmaking, but I don't, yep. you know, I can't go drop 30 K on an anamorphic lens, but with recent advancements and different companies coming together, like for $1,600. Now I have this amazing anamorphic setup to get the look that I want as a, as a yep. creative. So yep. yeah, certainly the, the, you know, the technological advances have enabled us to, um, to do things that we, we haven't been able to do before. Not to mention all point. the things that you can do in post right? with both mediums for, A, some of them weren't even possible before. Mm-hmm. And, and now that they are possible, the, the, your, the ability or the, what we're able to do in post for the price, you know, we're able to do more for less as yeah. time goes on. And that's, that continues to even raise the production value expectations, yeah. right? From a film standpoint, I mean, you know, that, that, that photography has, has suffered the same fate in that the things that we were able to do 10, 15 years ago are now, you know, in some ways ridiculous. Also, we're able to do so much more photographically in post, but yeah. the same things kind of happened uh, with film in that, the expectations are that much higher, right? For what, what people think is good. Like, yeah, good content is, you know, the level, the, the bar just keeps going up, 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 up. Wouldn't you say? I would definitely say that I, uh, technologically, but also there, there's an interesting that's happened even in the, in the still photography world. And I think you've seen this is that, and it's the same for, for up and coming filmmakers the technology is there, uh, but I, but I see with, and I'm just going to say, because I'm feeling kind of raw, like I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'll look at uh, people that I know that I'm friends with and uh, you know, damn social media, like they, you know, they've got a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and, and I look and the work is, is fine. You know, it's, I, I am not, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, judge okay but it's not I'm worth 100k <laughs> well yeah right like it you know it, it wouldn't be like when i when i and maybe that's because i've been exposed to people who i feel are true image makers you know they don't just yeah. go out into a forest with soft lighting and have a model standing there well why is she there like what 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 is the the meaning behind maybe i'm just getting older and i'm like a get off my grass type of guy but like what where's the meaning behind these images are they just yeah. pretty for pretty sake and maybe that's fine that's fine well your trained some... eye is also a blessing and a curse too right? i mean you oh. you're able to see things and ask questions that that certainly the general public isn't doesn't know to ask or think to ask yeah right absolutely and I think that I also have to be careful as a judge because I know that there are people who will watch my latest commercial video that think, oh man, here's another still photographer making crap. You know, like they see things that I don't see because I haven't learned yet. And I have to remember that I was that still photographer who just, you know, was was terrible when I started. Imagine standing before Terrence Malick with your latest film oh, man. reel. And, and I'd like, run up, what run do you, and hide. What do you think? <laughs> Bury my head in a hole. and But that's how we learn. That's how we grow, right? Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, it's interesting to see how quickly things are changing. And, you know, I, I had a... 
I had somebody send me a message a while back and they said, I just found your, your stuff on Instagram. I'm like, Oh my God, why do you not have a hundred thousand followers? And oh. I was like, yeah, <laughs> why? Like, I, and why should I care? I, I shouldn't. We shouldn't. Uh, well, I don't know. There's a balance there, isn't there? I mean, sure. It's easy to say I, I shouldn't care about having lots and lots of followers when in today's world, it seems to be more and more, uh, not not necessarily an indicator of 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 genuine ability, right? Because that's oh, right. Know, there's some subjectivity in yeah, there, and like yeah. what we were talking about earlier, some people. I mean, and who knows? Some people have a hundred thousand followers, and eighty seven thousand of them are bots or whatever. Right. Who knows how all that works sometimes? But also, it, it, it seems to be more and more a, a way for someone to quickly look at somebody else and and there's a legitimacy there, mm-hmm. it, it, whether it's real or not, certainly from yeah. a perception standpoint, if you, if you pull somebody up and they're, they're sitting at 127 K that means something right away, at least from a first impression standpoint, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So it it's yeah. hard not to care. <laughs> it is. And, and a challenge that I've faced is, is twice in the last two years, I've tried to, um, put on a workshop, one that I really believed in, things that I really wanted to cover. And after 16 years of doing this, felt like I was finally at a point where I had amassed enough information um, and been blessed to be friends with some really amazing teachers that I felt like I could produce something that would be super beneficial to people. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing that I found was that, you know, if someone were to, you know, because a a lot of photographers are on Instagram. It's where you can, you, you can find them and, and um, advertise to them. And people will go to my, my profile and see, oh, he's, he's got less than 4,000 followers. So there must not be a legitimacy to his, his work. They just toss you. Yeah. But yet people who have been in business for two years and have 100,000 followers can fill a workshop in an hour. And so I'm, I'm trying to like, okay, what, how, do I, how do I tackle this? How do I appear to be legitimate? Like, because obviously just looking at the work isn't enough. I've got to have the followers to, to make that count. And it's, well, is there such a thing as justifiable bitterness? I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, I, and I think that that's why people uh, move along because they just can't they can't do it anymore. Yeah. And I, it's interesting, Jed, I've, I've felt, you know, there are people that have done this long, a long time, uh, much more than I have. You guys have, have been in this, you know, for a long time. And I think I'm starting to feel like I'm not, I don't, I don't draw my identity, um, from this business anymore. And I think that's a good thing. Mm. And I'm not saying that next week I'm ready to go work at Costco or something. Although, you know, (laughs) I might have to, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't draw my, um, my identity from being an image maker anymore. I want to draw my identity from being a good husband and a good dad and, and helping other people. And, um, so yeah, I think, I think it's easy. If I would have asked you that, if I would have asked you that 10 years ago, Mm-hmm. you would have said, I don't want to draw my identity from this business. I want to draw my identity from being a good husband and a good dad. I mean, I knew you then. Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty yeah. strongly that that's what you would have said. Now, whether or not, you know, you've in, in practice that that has evolved to the point where you, where you 
where you focus more on being a husband and a dad regarding your identity. But you would have said that back then. What's what's changed? That's a great question. And and I think I would have. Um, I, I think I would have. I think for me, there was a point, especially when I neared 40 and got to 40 and above, there was this moment of, I mean, you can call it midlife crisis, whatever, where I was like, okay, I, I got to do something like I need to make a mark with my life and I need to be the best business owner and photographer image maker. I need to be sponsored by camera companies and I need to get to this level so that I can say I did it. And then, you know, I can retire or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I I had this moment and I I think it's kind of a a roller coaster. There are days I wake up and I'm like, man, I just, I want to do this. I want to, dominate and be the very best that I can. And then I take a step back and I think, you know what, I, Jed, I've never had to, you know, probably 98% of our business has come from just word of mouth. Like I don't market. Referrals, right. And, and for 16 years, I've been able to, uh, thank God, support my, my family, my growing family, just kind of doing it. And, um, on most days I step back and I'm just thankful for that, that I haven't made this business my life because, as we can see in times like this with, with the pandemic, um, a lot of people are going to lose those businesses potentially. And so when those are, are taken from us, where's our identity? Mm. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, I've used Where's this, yours? Where's mine right now? Yeah. Where's if it's, I mean, we're in this situation and lots has lots of things have been taking taken from us. Um, and are being taken from us. Where's your identity? I think I'm still looking for it, but I know where I want it to be. And I think for me, that's um, raising my children to be in a place where something like this, and maybe something much worse, if something like this or much worse comes along, that they're going to be in a good place spiritually and mentally to know that um, no matter what, they're going to be okay. Like I want to get through this time as an example. And I'm, I, you know, they're a large portion of the time I've, I've failed. Um, yeah. But I, I want, that's where I want my identity to be as a, a good role model for my children. Not, you know, I, uh, how many of us feel the pressure right now to go out and make some amazing artistry given the times like I need to go make a film about what it's like on day 50 Mm. of, of the Mm. lockdown to make everybody think. And like this big creative thing, like we, Mm -hmm. I think some of us as, as creatives feel that pressure to create during a time like this. Right. And I haven't, I I haven't touched my camera. I haven't, you know, I've been out working on my land cruiser and playing with my kids and like using this time for just a, a different purpose. And, and I think it's been great to know what I don't want to go back to. 20 years from now, what, what do you want? Hmm, Let me form this the right way. In 20 years, what do you want to not regret? Yeah, that's a great question. What regret do you want to avoid that you know you, you are susceptible to mm. that you want to be intentional about avoiding over the next 20 years. 
That's a great question. Regret is a huge, uh, huge issue in my life. Um, mm. Every time I get on an airplane to go somewhere, I have regret about something I said or something I didn't do for my kids before I left, just in case oh. it's the last time I see them. Or, oh, yeah, I think my greatest fear and regret in terms of what I would regret would be that I wasn't there for my kids, that I didn't teach them the most important things about life and uh, set them up for success the best that I could. It has nothing to do with being an image maker, a storyteller, a business owner. Like, I, you know, if my business closes down tomorrow, yeah, I'd be, I'd be sad and, you know, I'll always make pictures, but I don't foresee in 20 years looking back and being like, oh man, my biggest regret was not blowing the business up to, you know, the largest that I could and, and just killing it in the industry. That's, that's just not my heart. What are things then in the next 20 years that you want to be intentional about regarding your children specifically um, that you make sure happen? My oldest, uh, he's almost 17, Parker, he, um, he's a very gifted guitarist. Like he's mm. just, he has a brain that um, I wish I had. And, uh, you know, he could just see something. It's, it's almost photographic, uh, memory, just amazing. He second shoots with me. He's just, he's a, he's an amazing young man. And I want to, I want to support him in his music. You know, we're building a, a guitar together right now. And I want him to see, I want all of my children to see, because obviously all of our children, your children, they all have unique and special gifts that are, um, they were given to them for a specific purpose. I, mm. I just believe that. And so I want to foster those, those, um, those gifts to the, to the best of my ability. Um, and with Parker, it's, you know what? I don't feel like you have to go to college. If you want to go to college, great. But like, you can be a musician, you can be a guitar builder. You can, you know, second shoot for me as long as you want or become mm -hmm. your own business owner. Like I, I want my children to have that, um, that courage and, and uh, just to know that it's okay to try things, to try things and fail, uh, but to just live out their, their passions like I got to do. I want to give you an opportunity just for a second to tell me about your wife. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what? I, I think so much of you, uh, but I, I, I think we feel the same in that we married up, man. <laughs> I, I call, I call my wife, my better three quarters and I, <laughs> man, I mean it. She yeah. is, she, uh, she keeps me grounded, but she also encourages me at every opportunity uh, to hit the clouds, to think as big as I want, and, and I'll never forget the day, speaking of second mortgages earlier, we had a chance to go um, for me to work with a, a dear friend and go kind of a different route with photography, or we could just open up our own business. And I, uh, I just felt like I needed to open up our own business. So we had, you know, our, our youngest at that time was like a year, two years old. 
we were, you know, barely making it with a job that I was working at. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, honey, we're going to take out a second mortgage. We're going to open up our own business and we're going to do this. <laughs> and it was a really hard few days for her. <laughs> like, you know, she wanted security and like, well, yeah. well, you could go do this other thing. And like, yeah, you know, who knows where that could have gone. And uh, she is, um, she's, she's my everything, man. Mm. just uh, the best parts of me are just really there because of her. Mm. She's a beauty. She's, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah. What, what sort of, I think there are people that can resonate with what you're saying or that what you're saying resonates with them. What's an encouraging word that you have for people in, in a time like this, um, not just with the pandemic, but w- with their businesses, because who knows what th- how things are going to shake out for so many of us on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows how long the consequences and repercussions of both the virus and our reaction to said virus are going to be. What, what's an encouraging word you, you could give to people? I believe that each one of us we're put here for this time and that each one of us has a purpose. And I think that a lot of us tie that purpose into what we do for a living, but not, we are not, who we are is not what we do for a living. Right. And so just putting photography and filmmaking and, you know, I don't care if you're a gas station attendant, like, there is something inside each one of us that is meant to be a blessing to other people. Mm. And I think that when we become sidetracked and get um, hung up on the, just kind of the day ins and and day outs, those things tend to get buried. Mm. And I would encourage people to, to think of it like they're actually potentially robbing other people of, of a huge blessing by hiding those things. So when we sweep those things under the carpet or, or, or we just simply don't believe, like we have a passion and a desire, but we just, we can't see the future. We don't know how it's going to work out. Um, so we just don't put time into the nurturing those things. Well, what if, what if we did those things? What if we all lived in that space and we all um, lived our passions and our desires because they're, they're there for a reason, you know, the good ones. Um, what if we all lived that way? How would we not just bless our own hearts, but bless those around us? And it doesn't always have uh, something to do with what we do for a living. Um, it's bigger than a business. It's bigger than a virus. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. Where, where can people find you and look at your beautiful work? Uh, well, Benjamin Edwards, photography.com or on socials at Benjamin Edwards. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. We'll do it again sometime, brother. Super honored, my friend. (laughs) Have a great day, brother. You too.